0: Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
1: Yeah, they might. Right behind your back. (laughs) Right back into it. Inside the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, One hour down, four hours to go. And we'll slowly get to more uh, topics of discussion. But we've been kind of just talking around the Jets and the Giants and the NFL. Football season winding down. Playoffs on the way. The playoff picture starting to take shape. And look at us. Who would have thought? (laughs) The New York Jets and New York Giants still in it. Still alive. The Giants pretty much in it. And uh, the Jets got to hope for the best. I mean, the Patriots are trash. I don't know what they got going on. Like, are they trying to lose games? No, no way, right? Bill Belichick, the almighty Bill Down year for him, down year for Brady. Brady's not done. Brady's not going out this way. Who knows if Brady will go back to the Patriots? Nah, I don't ever see that happening. He'll find another team. He probably wants to go to San Francisco or somewhere warm. We'll see, man. The NFL is crazy. It's bogus. There's a lot of bogus calls and penalties and news stories and things that go on that we just never mind and keep rolling on. But it's addicting, it's fun to watch. Uh, fantasy football, shout out to you if you've made it to your fantasy football championship. I did one out of three leagues. I did make it to the championship. I'll face off against Cameron Maben's team this weekend. Uh, he was the seven seed. I was the A seed, so we kind of shook up the playoffs. I'm in a uh, in one league with like MLB people, people like that are on TV and played baseball. I don't know, I forget. Shout out to MLB Fitz. He he runs the league. He's on Instagram, big account on Instagram. But, yeah, McPherson versus Mabin for the championship. Saquon Barkley was the best pick for me this season. He he kept falling, and I didn't, I didn't let him fall too far. I'm like, hold on, you're sleeping on Saquon. You guys are all sleeping on Saquon. You're thinking this is Saquon from the years past? No, he's going to have a big year, and he did. And speaking of the Patriots, I had uh, Ramondre Stevenson rode him. Uh, him and, and Saquon were my two backs, and then I had Josh Allen at quarterback, and then I kind of rotated receivers all year, but did enough to get to the championship. So I've already cashed. I've already made back the money. Like I'll, 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 I'll get three hundo just for second place. So I've already made back the money I put into fantasy football this year by getting to the championship in one league. If I win, if I beat Mabin, that's eight hundo. So then I'm up, but. I'm forever down on FanDuel. Fan I don't even like to talk about my negative balance on FanDuel. It's it's, I don't think I'll ever recover that. I'll have to do a deal with FanDuel where they just cut me a check and then that'll be it. Like, thanks, FanDuel. Uh, all the money I lost this season, you, it, it's hard. It's tough to win. Parleys, uh anytime touchdown parlays. Like I just said, the NFL is crazy. You can't predict it. You think it's a lock and then, you know, somebody gets hurt or Pat Mahomes isn't balling like he's supposed to, or you know, the Jets knocked off some teams this year that I didn't have them beating, and yeah, I'm I'm down a good amount in Fanduel. I'm gonna keep that secret, make sure nobody ever knows that one is just between me and the app. Anywho, let's get back to the phones. Let's keep talking through with the Jets and the Giants. Uh, the the Giants, I just feel like in this NFC, they've got a better shot. I feel like it's wide open. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and I don't believe in him. I believe Jerry Jones is cursed. I believe he won't win anything. But it pisses me off that here we go in a year where it's Gardner Minshew, it's Brock Purdy, it's a 58-year-old Tom Brady. And here's Dak Prescott. Like it's it's frustrating. Like this should be the year that like Dak and the Cowboys. Just tear it up and get back to a Super Bowl, maybe win it. The NFC East is Dak versus Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, Gardner Minshew. And I know Hurts will probably be back for the playoffs, but like as it currently stands, we don't know. They said they got to see if he can throw the ball. So like he separated his shoulder. He's hurt. And uh, when you're looking at this playoff picture, the Cowboys, I, I expect them to be one and done, but I do not expect them to lose to the Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do not expect if they go and play Tom Brady as the, uh, you know, winners of the South, the the Cowboys should not lose to that team. But they might. They might find a way, you know. They might find a way to uh, take that L. And with the Vikings, right, I think the Vikings are fraud. But that 12-3 and record sure is nice. It's shiny, but they've won, I think, like 10 games uh, by one score. And then they, you know, just figure out ways to win like they did against the Giants. And the 49ers, they lose Debo Samuel. Doesn't matter. They got plenty of weapons. George Kittle has stepped his game up. Brandon Iuke and Brock Purdy's getting it done because that defense is locked down. That defense is ridiculous at every level. D-line, linebackers, corners, safeties. I, I, would, I would bet that it's on the 49ers, but I also wouldn't bet on a rookie quarterback. He's going to fold at some point. They're gonna figure out how to get to him at some point. They may knock him out of a game at some point. Then it's Josh Johnson. So, in my opinion, the NFC is open. Don't let the Giants get hot like they did once upon a time, right? This is the this is the time that the Giants defense steps up. And if they get some guys back, maybe they can be more whole and uh make some noise in this playoffs. Like I don't think there's one dominant team because there's injuries and, you know. The quarterbacks are hurt. So we'll see, man. Giants fans got to be feeling themselves They're like you're playing with house money at this point. You are a playoff team and uh, you're doing it in your coach's first year, your GM's first year, coming off of the Gettleman era, coming off of Judge and uh, Shermer and McAdoo. Like, <laughs> good time for the Giants. This is the start of something that could last for another decade. And for the Jets, that was a little bit of a false start, right? If the Jets had a better situation, I think, for Zach Wilson last year, I'm lumping this year and last year together because we're, we're hearing reports that they're done, but they're not coming out and saying that, that they're going to move off from him, right? And the phrase is, if you don't know by his second year, as far as these quarterbacks go, if quarterback doesn't look like the guy in year two, he's probably not the guy. That's what they say. It's not always true, but that's what they say. And unfortunately for the Jets, they're ahead of schedule in this rebuild, right? So they don't have time to wait for Zach Wilson to develop. They they already wasted this year on that. If they had a better plan last year for him to come in behind a veteran quarterback to sit and learn, which, like, that's that's what you do, right? Even with Baker Mayfield, when he was, surprise, number one overall pick, they had him sit behind... Tyrod Taylor. And even though people knew he was better, it was like, hey, this is a rookie. We're not going to expose him because sometimes that damage can be undoable. And here we are in year two. Zach Wilson's confidence is shot. Right? He probably hates New York. He probably doesn't want to play another game for the Jets. He wants to go somewhere else and figure it out. But shame on the Jets for taking a kid that high after you just had Sam Darnold, which, I mean, probably would have been better off keeping Sam Darnold and using that pick on someone else, but... We don't have to do that talk all night. Let's get back to the phones. Lou is out in Astoria. You got it, Lou. You're on the fan.
2: Hey, Keith. How are you, Keith?
1: I'm good. In here watching Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina.
2: I know. Like you said, I was having a great uh, Christmas. But uh, if you'll give me a second before I go to the Korea situation and and the Jets. Mm -hmm. I just lost a friend, uh, a Dominican guy, Tom Burnett, a, a bowling partner. I mean, a great human being. He just passed away an hour ago. And I really, that sat in my, my Christmas. But at the same time, rest in peace, Tom. And Keith, thank you for giving me that time. All right, anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. Rest in peace to him. Yeah, Prayers sad, and condolences anyway, to his family.
2: Yes. Thank you. Yeah, to families and friends, my condolences. You're right. Um, as far as uh, the, the Jets is concerned, okay, I know that, hey, will Wilson, I've been... I've been waiting with him for for a very long time. I think he's not the answer, but I also think that Mike White, who hasn't been a starting quarterback, has been released by so many teams because he's very slow. That's what the problem is with him. He makes good decisions, and when the Jet defense was playing well, he actually was doing well. And I mean, the way Wilson was playing, anybody was doing better, but I don't think he's the answer. But you mentioned a guy a couple of minutes ago. That he's very polarized. He's been with different teams for a long time. But I watched a couple of games, especially a few weeks a few weeks ago on Thursday, in Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> Next year, he's not going to be with the Rams. I would love to see him come down here with the Jets. And I guarantee you, even though I'm a Sack Wilson supporter, that Sack Wilson will never see another game again. And Baker Mayfield, I think, is the real deal right now. I know he has been, I mean, you know, a headache. But I think right now it's never, or it's now or never. As far as career is concerned, let me ask you something. The, the Mets actually made millions of dollars by by the thinking that they were signing this guy. There was a million fans on that went there. They and bought, tickets. bought tickets for yep. this guy. Yeah. Now, what's the situation there? If this guy doesn't work out. Those, those fans that did this, will they, will they be refunded, reimbursed?
1: <laughs> nah, no, <laughs> of course not.
2: Of course not, You know, <laughs> shout out shout
1: out to my to my, bodies, my Boricuas, Puerto Rican fans yeah. that saw that it would be Carlos Correa and Francisco Lindor on the left side of the infield.
2: You hey, know, Keith, maybe Keith, they were
1: part Keith. of that group that said, hey, I'm securing some tickets. This Keith, is a dream to have these two guys.
2: And you, you know the sport. He cannot play third base having an, a, an uncle problem and a back problem. He's right now, between me and you, he's actually a DH. So that salary has to come down. The year has to come down. That's my thought on that. What do you think?
1: Those conversations are being had. That's why there's a holdup. We're also in between right? Christmas and the new year. Yeah. You know, some some people want to be with their families and want to kick back. But right now you have a big time free agent with some big issues, some big red flags. And I know, exactly. I know that I know that Steve Cohen is a money guy, but he he's a yes. smart guy. I know that twelve years, three fifteen, that's got to be he's off the table. That, that
2: has to be cut to five years with a nap towel. And if he does well, then you know what? We sign you again. Maybe yep. you can deal with
1: it. I, I, that's All what right, I said man, to Paulie. I said five care, years, Paulie. You give him five years with an option for six. Maybe you re-sign yes. him if he comes here and wins a World Series. I think both sides want each other. The kid wants exactly. to be in New York.
2: Yeah, and you get the Spanish fans there, and the mm-hmm. Mets will be great. Mm-hmm. You take care and have a holidays. I'll call you before happy new year, right?
1: Of course. Thanks for the call, Lou. Appreciate it, man. Uh, right now, I mean, let's go back to the Mike White, Mike White conversation. Mike White was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Didn't work out there. Uh, Dallas Cowboys end up playing Ben Denucci from JMU. Just wanted a reason to shout out Nooch <laughs> and Madison. Either way, he's ended, ended up on the Jets in 2019. I think the Jets have cut him multiple times. He hasn't been a journeyman. People always want to say he's a journeyman or he's bounced around and played on a bunch of different teams. No, he hasn't even been in a league that long. He's been with the Jets. But he is not a veteran NFL quarterback, right? He has played some games, but that's not a guy to mentor Zach Wilson. He's competing for Zach Wilson's job. And Zach Wilson should have came in, and I I keep using the example of a Josh McCown. If, If Zach Wilson had a Josh McCown Or Ryan Fitzpatrick in the building when he first arrived that could show him, hey, no, we don't do this, we don't do that. Or like, hey, bro, the the attention that you're getting from allegedly sleeping with your mom's friend, that does nothing for us. That doesn't help us win. Or, you know, the other little things that you're doing, like the swag, you know, that's the the best thing that Zach Wilson did was swag. He came in with the headband. He had a clean gritty this year. That's it. But that stuff doesn't matter in the equation of winning football and getting to the playoffs. They they needed to have a veteran there, even if it was just for one year, a one-year deal for a guy that could show him how to be a pro. He walked in with nothing, and he walked in with a defensive-minded head coach and an offensive coordinator that is not experienced enough to say, hey, here's a rookie. I've got to literally build this guy from the ground up. Lafleur, I think, is an okay coordinator. He does not have me sold, but I just don't think he had the experience. Like, you know, they better get Jimmy G next year. I think it's obviously need to get Jimmy G. And uh, speaking of next year, I don't know if if I, I I think Carlos Correa is a Met next year. I don't know if you get your tickets refunded, right? I doubt it. I I made a joke. Don't be mad when your beer is eighteen bucks at City Field. Better sauce up in the parking lot. Better sauce up over there by the marina. Because everything in there is, the prices are going up. You got to pay for this stuff. I don't think, I think that's one of the things. It's what Arthur Blank
3: did with the new Falcon Stadium, how he made everything like two and three bucks. Because he has I've all the money and in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. Because he has the money in the world. I don't know how much prices are going to go up. I do not? Because th- Steve, new Co- York. Steve not Cohen elective. doesn't care. <laughs> Steve Cohen doesn't care about money. Yeah, but he, it's he doesn't. So you gotta get, and that's why I also don't think he cares if on the back end of that deal, if it's still a twelve-year year deal, if he's earned the last two years, he's not going to care about paying it out.
1: Yeah, but it's not going to be the last two years if he's playing third base okay. every day. So
3: what happens if in? So we're talking. You just think a five-year deal? So within the first five, within the next five years, from twenty-three to twenty-eight, the Mets win one World Series. Is any Met fan going to care if they're trash? The next two or three years and the answer is no
1: no because we're it's so about winning a world series in this five-year window right
3: we're so star for it so if it if they keep the 12-year deal the last thing i'm going to care about if the mets win a world series in the first four or five years or any time is in year 11 or if near 10 11 12 if they're suffering from it i'm not going to care because i just want to win you're mets not fans gonna just want to win billy epler's going to care epler's probably not going to be here at that point <laughs> And again, Steve, you're already, you're and Steve Cohen's not gonna and and Steve Cohen just not gonna care about he has one job. One job is to bring a title to flushing. He's gonna do whatever it takes by everybody. I don't care. Carlos Correa makes the Mets better. That's the yeah, point. But
1: you can't pen pencil in Carlos Correa as your everyday third baseman with all of these red flags because then when he comes up and he's hurt. And he's on the I.O.
3: But he hasn't been on the, I don't think he, was he even on the I.O.?
1: He was Dude. last year. He missed some time last year. But no,
3: but due to this injury that they're talking about. and the no, answer is no, he
1: spoke of this injury last year, and that kind of gave and some I people get, some pause. Like, and I
3: understand why sports teams are like this. Because there's a ton of money involved, sports science. Could, because there's people, I'm sure, in the Mets front office, who are thinking about this from an analytical and sports perspective. I and mean, from a financial point of view. I would think they're just going to put some money. It's what the J- it was the J. D. Martinez contract that Boris worked out with the Red Sox for 110 million over five years. They put language in there. If he got hurt, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I am sure that's the that's what's going to happen here. I am excited and pumped for Opening Day at City Field. I think it's going to be Correa and Lindor. I can't
1: wait. If he gets through spring training. He's
3: going to get through spring training. You never know. You you're never gonna, know. He's going to get know. through. Because you, you can say that about that with anybody. You can say that with Aaron Judge and Glaber That's and what I'm saying. Josh I Donaldson. I a, a ton about
1: oh, Aaron Judge. He's not going to be anything in the end of that contract. He's big. He's going to break down. I'm like, no, Carlos Correa has the red flags right, that but, he is going to break but down. But the point
3: is, you're a Yankee fan. Are you going to care if he breaks? The, if, they, if they win two World Series titles... In that first five or six years, are you going to give a crap if he breaks down seven, eight, and nine? And the answer is no. The flip
1: side to that, Paulie, is what if they don't win?
3: Of, well, of course. Well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> well, of course, what
1: if? That's a big if. What if they don't win any World Series right? and you're stuck with the guy? Uh, right, but but you're not going to worry about. You, I you can't worry about that. You Mets fans trip me out. How quickly you've all changed? Oh, I don't. Oh, I. Admittedly, you got- <laughs> I admittedly changed. I don't care. I'm the evil empire. I want to. I'm pumped. Buy
3: a World Series. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I can't man. take it anymore. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be here.
1: I need one Mets World Series title before I get off. You know what? The baseball gods don't look kindly upon all of this. They don't they don't like that Steve Cohen thinks he can come in and be money bags and just scoop up all the free agents. But you and... know what you know what's funny about that? The baseball gods
3: feel sorry for Mets fans. No, they don't Because they know Clearly what they we don't. Think. They know well, that's why <laughs> they know what we've been through. We have been through so much as a fan base
1: yeah they get a kick out of it, it I mean that uh world that, <laughs> that World Series you seek is not a guarantee there are no, other of teams not. of course and not. that's the flip side of it if they win one World Series what if they do not then you signed all these guys and you signed a guy that potentially once he's over the hill once he's over 30 31 32 if he's signed for 12 years which I think that's off the table then it's dead money. And even if you got money to waste, you don't want to have that much money tied into a guy that you knew was a red flag because the doctors were telling you, "Hey, hold on, this isn't a good investment." So here we are with Correa. Uh, Mike Puma just put out a column one minute ago that I'm definitely going to read uh, when we go to break. Uh, can I take a call? Then we got to go to break. So let's go to break. I'm going to read this column from Mike Puma, who wrote who writes for the Mets, covers the Mets for the New York Post. I don't know if Mike has any info in this uh, column, but uh, we'll be back after Paulie and I read this call-up, and we'll get to your calls faster. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan after this. Go for it.
0: Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
1: Okay, no time to waste. That was a quick break. KM to AM, Keith McPherson on the fan, getting right to it. So I just glanced at this article real quick. It's just uh, Mike Puma basically laying everything out. And what I got from it is, you know, at at this point in free agency, uh, at this point, the second team flagging Carlos Correa's physical for this metal plate in his right leg, his right ankle, whatever, I think at this point, both sides do want to be married together. They're just stuck in the engagement period. There are some things that have to be ironed out. I think the original the original engagement was for $315 million. I think that's off the table now. Wait, wait, wait. Found out something about you. I didn't really know. But uh, I think Carlos Correa wants to win. I think Carlos Correa definitely wants to be in New York. And I don't think he wants to hold on to the $300 million number to the point where he goes to a third team, which technically would be a fourth team since leaving the Astros, who originally didn't want him. No one's talking about how the Astros may have known something, how the Astros, I don't even know. The Astros, I think, offered him like $170 million, Nothing crazy. And now Steve Cohen... yeah, everybody talks about his money. Everybody acts like they can throw his money around. He wanted Correa. And he got it done in the middle of the night. And, you know, he even spoke out when he didn't get Correa. It was almost like he wouldn't accept the loss. It was almost like he felt some kind of way. Like, wait. You know, he got an extra year out of San Francisco and went there. Well, uh, now I think it's just a matter of figuring out the, you know, middle ground. And I thought it was funny that there was a... A 55% chance. And what was like, you know, 50-50. We'll put the 5% chance to the fact that Carlos doesn't want to go to a third team this free agency, which would be his fourth team since leaving the Astros. He's landed next to a friend in Francisco Lindor. He's willing to change positions. Why? To be in the mecca of baseball, the big apple, New York, New York. And I know he wants to sign the big deal for his career Maybe that's not in the cards. Maybe the baseball maybe the baseball gods have seen enough of these 11, 12, 13-year deals, over $300 million deals going all over baseball. He might just have to be humble. But you know who's not going to be humble? Scott Boris. Scott Boris is a used car salesman who told us his client was just fine. This is nothing. And he was like laughing it off in a way that made me feel like I'm like, I don't know why he's he's approaching this like this. Like, this is big news, and he's making it seem like it's nothing. The doctors and the organization would not get cold feet over nothing. They would talk about it and say, okay, it's nothing. This is something that clearly medical professionals have flagged and said, no, we can't sign off on you making over a decade commitment to a guy that has a back issue paired with an ankle issue, and who knows what other issues can come up just from those two. So here we are, Mets fans. I think he's your guy. I think he wants to be. We just don't know. We're we're all waiting. I was waiting all day. I said, I'd, I'd like to know more about the Carlos Correa situation before I go on tonight. We're ninety in, uh, 90 minutes in, and I don't know anything different. I haven't read anything different. We're just speculating. So call me up if you have any bright ideas, if you want to speculate some more, if you want to talk about the future. I just don't think it's worth talking about the future of Carlos Correa not being a Met until we find that out. For right now, I, I think he's with the Mets. And I think they're playing everything close to chess because they don't want other teams, right? We we heard that today. I think Scott Boris obviously puts that stuff out there to say, like, oh, the Angels or some other teams, you know, are involved. But no, he's The Mets went and got him in the middle of the night, technically swooped him and scooped him and stole him away from the Giants. And it made headline news, rained on uh, the Yankees parade with their 16th captain and introducing, reintroducing Aaron Judge. Everybody was talking, oh, Carlos Correa, 2023 world champs, crown him. And we didn't spend enough time talking about, hey, what's up with this dude? You think San Francisco really got cold feet over a World Series champion, an all-star, a guy like Carlos Correa that we've all seen perform in October? No. Not if they were literally, they flew him out. They were about to have the press conference. Somebody put their foot down and said, no, you can't. You can't do this. So here we are with the Mets. The Mets were like, well, you know, we'll do 12 years, 315 million. But they probably said, hey, you guys got to check him out. And there's good doctors out there that they don't care about baseball. And they don't care about contracts. And they don't care about, you know, numbers and years and what this player. Like, they're, they're looking at the, the medicals, bro. They're looking at the medicals and they're saying, nah, this is not a good investment. So we wait. We wait on that note. Other than that, we're talking about the Jets. And, you know, I wanted to go back to the call where we were talking about Baker Mayfield. I don't know if Baker Mayfield's the guy. I also think Baker Mayfield would stay in L.A. And if Matt Stafford comes back next year, he may be down to stay in L.A. for a year or two. I'm not sure Matt Stafford's deal. I know he's got the uh, the injury this season he's done. Um, there was some retirement speculation, but I don't think he wants to go out like that. We'll see. But Baker Mayfield, as soon as we saw him in L.A., he said something like, it's good to be home and like, you know, okay, he wants to be the Rams quarterback of the future. So maybe, but when you you type in 2023 NFL free agent quarterbacks, it's Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo makes the most sense. I think Jimmy G coming to New York, the guy is ready for it, and uh, he knows their system. Obviously, they have San Francisco 49er ties. The 49ers already tried to move off of Garoppolo this year with Trey Lance. You figure they'll... Go into next season with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. They've got two young guys that they know can play. And the Jets don't want a reunion with, like let's say, like Teddy Bridgewater. Case Keenum is washed. Mason Rudolph's not good. Jacoby Brissett, no. Geno Smith, no reunion there. Uh Andy Dahl, no. It's going to be Mike White. And maybe they keep Zach Wilson unless somebody randomly wants to give up a fourth-round pick for him or something. And uh, they got to bring in a NFL quarterback. And what I mean by NFL quarterback, somebody that's been a starter for more than a handful of games, someone that started a season, someone that's consistently done it. I don't know who that is. None of us know who that is, but the Jets have work to do. I'll leave that to Douglas and and the rest of those guys. All right, now let's get to the phones. Let's hit it faster. Keep McPherson on the fan. Call me up 877-337-6666. Let's go to the Poconos. Donald, you're on the van. You got me? Hello, 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 hello. Donald, you there? Nope. All right. Well, let's go to Mike in Huntington before we go back to Donald. Give Donald some time. Mike, you're on.
0: Hey, Keith. How you doing? I'm good, man. I got to admit, I... I I I was calling in about Carlos Correa, but what you said about the Jets is 100% correct. I'm 58 years old, been a Jet fan my whole life. I, I either think let's either make Mike White the guy or go out and get a Garoppolo. That's all we can do. That's yeah, all I want to say about the Jets.
1: And you know what? Mike White. Let's say he wins these two games, gets them to the playoffs, maybe wins a playoff game. You still challenge him. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. You bring in another guy yes. and make him compete for the spot next year. You don't just hand it to him. I, I agree. Now, the Carlos Correa thing, i got to be honest with you,
0: Met fan my whole life at the seventh game of the 86 World Series. Saw that. I was six years old in 69. Can't tell you I remember it. it was in 2000. I was at that fifth game. When the Yankees beat us on our whatever, our own field, but Carlos Correa. So, you know what? I I understand the injury, but again, I'm a Mets fan. Steve Cohen's our 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 owner now. Sign them, sign them. Let's go. Whatever. Cut a deal. Nobody. He's not getting any more money from anyone. We keep reading about this. So-called injury, dude. I broke my ankle when I was 25 years old playing softball. I got two plates, four screws. I've been so I'm 58 now. I still ski. I still do everything I used to do. I'm not telling you I get pain or or feel stuff, but uh, if that's what we're talking about, move on. This guy makes us a better team. He fills a spot. And I think we're golden.
1: Yeah, you know. And you've so, already seen the reaction. So let's get from, over it. It's seen not the my money, from fans. Right? Yeah. You don't want to go back on that. You don't want to let your fans down. Now that you already, you know, told them Carlos exactly. Correa was going to be a part of yes. this next year. Yeah. So Dude, I mean, he was all
0: rah rah, Steve Cohen. Yeah. Hey, this is the final piece to our puzzle. I get it. I'm in. If he only gives us five years out of the twelve years, I don't give a damn. It's not my money. I, we finally have an owner who spends and doesn't care,
1: and I'm good with that. That's all, right. all I'm going to say. Thanks for the call, Mike. Good, I mean, good input. Mets fans now don't care about dead contracts. Don't care about Bobby Bonilla. Don't care about Robinson Cano's money. We got Steve Cohen now. He's made of money. It's worth 17000000000 billion. <laughs> He'll pay for it. He'll figure it out. If we win a World Series, what does it matter? If. That's a big if. It's a huge if. And that comes with the territory of being this new evil empire. That comes with the territory of having the new George Steinbrenner. You have to go win the World Series. So go out and sign Carlos Correa. Give him the money. Give him the years. And if in three years he's uh, 31 and he's limping around and he isn't the person that he you know used to be and you haven't won a World Series, whatever. S- Steve Cohen's going to pay him. You won't be able to trade him. You won't be like, you know, this is, there's, you're running out of teams. He'll never be a Yankee. The Astros are done with him. The Twins probably don't want anything to do with him after this. He's a Met for the rest of his career. You just got to meet, find middle ground. I just think that Billy Epler and Steve Cohen are probably thinking now, maybe we can, maybe we can get him for a little cheaper. That would be even a bigger win, right? Maybe we can bring this down some. And do what we're doing, which is give guys two, three year deals with big numbers. Maybe we can do something like that with Carlos. I think Boris is not going for it. Boris wants the $300 million for his client that he said was the Dior of defense, the Louis Vuitton of leadership, right? This guy's supposed to be luxury. Used car salesman. This isn't a luxury guy, this guy is banged up. He's got a back injury. He's got an ankle injury. These are Canal Street Louis Vuitton. Looks good, we think, but is it going to hold up? Nah, it might break down after you use it for a couple years. And then what? That's why you want to pay Canal Street prices for it. You don't want to pay top dollar for a knockoff, or you don't want to pay top dollar for a guy that's not 100%. Yeah, they're going to tell you he's perfectly fine, but hey, if you don't care, I don't care, Mets fans. If you don't care... No sweat off my back. Sign him, and we'll watch that play out. It would certainly be metsy and messy for this whole thing to unravel now. You have to see it through. You can't let the Angels come in and swoop him up. You can't let another team come in and say, hey, we'll give you 11 years and $300 million. He's your guy now. You've already got the bump in ticket sales and the reaction from fans dreaming of his bat in this lineup. but. It's a two-way street. I think the guy wants to be here. I think he wants to win. I think he wants to be in New York and play with Francisco Lindor on the Mets. But I think he wants his money. And I think after looking at the medicals, after the red flags, it's like, hey, we can't give you that money anymore. Now that deal's off the table. And that is why we're waiting. And also we're waiting because we're between Christmas and the New Year. It's the holidays, folks. People are kicked back. Some people are off. Maybe you need somebody to look at something or sign off, and I don't know, they may be in the Poconos. Now let's go back to the Poconos. Let's get Donald on the fan. Donald, you good now? I can hear you, but there's like an echo. I don't know if it's the radio. I don't know if you're on your, or on Bluetooth. Okay, he just dropped off. Donald, calls back when you figure that out. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to Jose on Staten Island. You got it, Jose. You're on the fan.
4: How you doing, Keith? Happy holidays and uh, happy and healthy New Year to you and your family.
1: I'm good. Same to you.
4: Keith, I, you know how sometimes teams turn against their coaches because sometimes the coaches are, uh, you know, they're stubborn, they're they, whatever you want to call it, aggressive and everything to the players. So sometimes the teams refuse to play out 110% like they're supposed sure. to.
1: Or the opposite, right? Okay. The, the Nets were unresponsive now, to Steve Nash because they didn't respect him. So they were they okay, were waving now, off his play calls.
4: Now let's assume that the Jets, the, the the offensive team, the offensive players, all have gone and done the same to Zach Wilson because you saw that first play. Nobody touched that guy and he came right in on Zach. Nobody he went boom right by everybody. Everybody that was around there that could have blocked him, nobody did. If you looked at the whole play, and Zach got hit a number of times, very hard but they will let go, like they ran right through, like nobody attempted to hit him. So do yeah. you think the possibility is the team has given up on Zach because they feel if he wins a game or wins two games or gets them into the playoffs, his head, his head will swell again like it did in the beginning. Yo, know, They also must be thinking, this guy's giving us these bicycles for Christmas and stuff like that, like he wants <laughs> to buy us back. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things you think about that because obviously, you know, it's not... But, these guys are too good, and you'll see this Sun uh, this Sunday when the jet, when uh, White is back there, how they 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 work as far as a unit when they they um they block they they all is fluid, and that it's not only because of because White but because they they want to win. They don't want Zach. They don't want him. And like I said before, I honestly believe Zach thinks he. He's got that swollen head. That
1: he's, the, he's the person. Thanks for the call, Jose. I'll take it from here before we go to break. And my hope is that when we come back from break, we can move on from talking about Zach Wilson. That's what I did not want to do tonight. I don't think there's any way in hell in the NFL you're letting a guy go unblocked to hit your quarterback because you don't like him. You like winning. And uh, I, I I can't exactly remember the formation or how many guys are in the box But I think I remember seeing that first play where he tried to run the ball and it just looked like a play call that wasn't there. Maybe there was a guy unblocked, an extra guy unaccounted for that ended up hitting Zach, and it just looked like a bad play call to start the game. It didn't look like a play call that got your quarterback free to um, you know, make a design run. I I do know that I've said this on the fan. If fans... We're saying Zach Wilson wasn't the guy last year going into this year, and unfortunately he got hurt in preseason. We didn't get to see him have a preseason, but he did come in and go like 4-1 and or something. You know who the first guys to know that he doesn't have it are? Like the first guys that could look at him and identify that? His offense, right? I remember Garrett Wilson saying something about how the ball comes off of Joe Flacco's hand better. He throws a more catchable ball. That's basically saying, like, I'd rather run routes with Flacco this guy ain't got it. He don't have the touch. He doesn't, you know. And then the next guys that know that he doesn't have it is the defense he's going against in practice. That Jets defense is pretty good. They they know a good quarterback. They've been able to stop some good quarterbacks this season. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Had to throw Kenny in there. The Jets know in practice. They know in film where we're not privied. they know who is a good quarterback and who's not. That's why you saw them all come out with Mike White t-shirts because they're looking at Mike White as a guy in the NFL that isn't as highly touted as Zach Wilson and not getting the shot. Why does Zach Wilson get to come out of BYU and get thrusted into the starting role without actually having to earn it? A lot of these NFL guys had to earn their spots. So there's no cheating that. There's no skipping the line. They know what they have and don't have, but I don't think that there is any way someone like didn't block for him or like, you know, they're not playing as well in protest of him. They want to win games, and they've lost four in a row, not because they were trying to send a message to the coaching staff about endorsing Zach Wilson or supporting Zach Wilson. They just got beat. And I've read the stat that, you know, the, the defense hasn't been as good in these last couple weeks as they were to start the season. And there's injuries and other things that come into play, but it isn't all on Zach Wilson. It's a team game, football more so than any other sport. You need 11 guys on the same page. And uh, it's unfortunate. Zach Wilson never had it, and uh, the Jets kept forcing it and and telling us that he had it and that you know, they're not giving up on him. Well, you wasted a whole year playing that game. And now you need Zach White to save the season, and you need a little help. You need him to beat the Seahawks, beat the Dolphins, and you need the Patriots to lose. Which the, the Patriots have no problem losing games. They just lost their last two. So we'll see what happens, man. If you call me up, please don't say Zach Wilson. Say Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> or or say, how is Mike White going to do against Pete Carroll and the Seahawks' defense? Or maybe we talk about jo- Jamal Adams. Or I don't know. It's just like we've killed this kid, Zach, all year And uh, I think, you know, we saw the last of it Thursday. That, for me, was very eye-opening that, hey, this kid doesn't have it. He's in over his head. This is with the the season on the line, and he's playing against Trevor Lawrence, who the Jets should have had. And you're getting to see that, you know, Trevor Lawrence is in a good spot with Doug Peterson calling the offense and mentoring him. Zach Wilson is not. Keith McPherson on the fan. Got to take another break. 877-337-6666. We'll be back after this quick timeout.
0: Your official station to talk Yankees, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
1: All right. Okay. Keith McPherson on the fan quickly before we go to the top of the hour in the next break and update. I just saw East Bay is done. Shout out to my boy Gabe from the Bleacher Creatures. You know, you got to mix in some uh, news stories. And I feel like there's a generation of us that grew up on East Bay, which is out in Wausau, Wisconsin, part of Foot Locker Companies. And uh, if you're, you know, a millennial or older, you remember getting East Bay magazine. You could order cleats from there. You could order Jordans and Tims back in the day. Um, You could order apparel. You could order jerseys, shorts, socks, just whatever sports stuff you needed. So uh, East Bay is closing at the end of this year. It's just a sign of things changing, right? People are not ordering out of magazines anymore. I guess eastbay.com isn't doing that well. I feel like I made an order off of East Bay in the last maybe five years, but it's a shift. I remember uh, interviewing at Foot Locker offices here in New York City. They're, they're right down the street from Madison Square Garden. Beautiful office. Um, I loved it. I wasn't going to work for Foot Locker. I would have been a social media manager for Foot Action. And, um, yeah, that was one of the last interviews that I took. I remember I went to the first one. I impressed. I got to the second interview And I got to meet, like, the higher-ups and the people I'd be working directly with. Started counting my eggs before they hatched. I remember telling people, yeah, I went on this interview. I think I told family, like, let me know your size. I'm going to have the hookup at Foot Locker Foot Action. Nope, got ghosted. I remember, you know, being uh, desperate, sending that email weeks later, like, hey, did you guys make a decision yet? And then you get hit with the, yeah, like, (laughs) they made the decision, wasn't you, bro. (laughs) That's why you haven't heard anything wasn't you. And then I dug deeper and like got the reason for why they didn't pick me. And uh, it was because I had left my job before then too quickly. And then I had went some time without a gig. So my resume had some quote-unquote holes in it. And it looked like I had jumped around in the last year. Whatever. Everything happens for a reason. I was crushed not getting that gig. I think I went on an interview at MLB. Not long after that, I remember it was cold. I think it had to be like December, January, and then February. I interviewed at MLB. I just was striking out a ton, but like failing like that just kind of built me up to say, "All right, I gotta get it. I gotta figure it out on my own. I gotta just be me out here." And uh, maybe I don't belong in the corporate world. Maybe I don't belong at a desk. Maybe I don't belong like being someone's anonymous social media admin, scheduling tweets and posts about shoes. Maybe there's something bigger for me out there and. I had to go through that to get to this, and it uh, worked out pretty well. So a little story here quickly before we go to the break. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Let's talk more Giants. We're obviously talking mostly Mets-Jets because the stories around Carlos Correa uh, being up in the air with his ankle and not signing yet, waiting on that, and then the story with you know Zach, Zach Wilson and now Mike White coming back and what, what's going to happen with the Jets' chances – Uh, that's really the top topics of the night. So we'll go there, but let's mix in some Giants. Yankees fans, call me up if you'd like. And I definitely am going to get to a point later on in the night where we focus on the Nets. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.